What's up, everyone? Welcome in. Just another sports podcast. Super Bowl a preview edition, I guess we can call it. Uh, Greg Swatek, Josh Smith. Please be joined once again by uh, Alan Etzler, FMP City Editor and noted San Francisco 49ers fan. Alan, are you pretty pretty pumped up your team is in the Super Bowl? you got to give us your best Ric Flair. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's okay. I don't feel it, entirely it, it, confident. It's okay. It's, you've, been to the, <laughs> you've been to the top of the mountain, and it's not what everyone s- said it was. I'm just really nervous. Um about the so. about the game and I just I don't think the Niners match up. This was the worst case scenario for the 49ers, I think. Worse than having to play the Ravens. Uh You didn't want to see that rematch even though they played no, them I did, oh, you did I want did want to see that more than I wanted to see the Chiefs. Okay. Because I just it, Pat Mahomes is like a cheat code. Yeah. And I'm so scared of the offensive weapons that they have in terms of speed. And I just I'm not sure that the 49ers will be able to keep up. But Lamar well, Jackson, Lamar Jackson isn't a cheat code. Um, sort of, but he can kill himself. You don't you don't see a lot of Pat Mahomes hurting his team. Do you know the Chiefs' leading rusher in both playoff games is is Patrick Mahomes? That's not entirely surprising. No, he had that ridiculous run in the uh, championship game Sunday where Tennessee just didn't want to tackle him. Weren't like, they like no, no one? No one had any interest in tackling the guy. Did he? Did he say? Did I hear that he said that like they were double teaming like everybody? So there were. I mean, you t- saw him take off. There was like no one around for like yeah. fifteen yards, and then right. of course those idiots didn't. You even have tackle to him. though. They're yeah. so fast. You have to have somebody over the top and somebody underneath. Well, my question to you, you, you and your concern that you just expressed is that don't you think San Francisco has the offense that can sort of um, play keep away? You know, it's such a low-hanging idea but you know what i mean like i thought the titans had that offense too yeah yeah i guess you're right but some suddenly I it's mean, like kansas re- city's playing the titans took an ent- almost more they took more than half a quarter off on one possession scored a touchdown and it was like but they they're way the more one-dimensional needed, the chiefs needed one minute they're way way more one-dimensional though than than what we see with the shanahan offense and all of these different pieces they don't they haven't even used kittle in the playoffs yeah, yeah you're right i i get that but I, I'm just not sure keep away is the way to win. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to score with but them. But they do score. That's they the do. thing. They do. You're, but you're going to have to. Jimmy Garoppolo has thrown 25 passes in two playoff games so far, and they've, the, scored, and they've scored 61 points. Yeah, so the one thing that made me, has made me feel somewhat good about our chances is Kyle's, Come on, don't say R. You're not on the team. Yeah, that's fair. About their Allen's chances in the Super Bowl. Is, uh, is Kyle Shanahan hasn't had to coach yet. <laughs> he he's hasn't. just running his offense. It's just, I mean, look at how many plays. Go back and like watch any of the plays. How many of their plays are just the guy ran straight? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the hole is gigantic, and the guy ran straight. And yes, like it's not all that creative. And I think he's got some creative plays in his hip pocket that he's been waiting to use. They haven't had to throw the ball. Now they're gonna have to throw the ball. And I think you're gonna see some creativity. Yeah, in cool. the Super Bowl, that would be fun. <clears throat> all right, cu- couple things. Like, first of all, the 49ers are way better than the Tennessee Titans. They, yes, they, they, they just are. Like outside of Derrick Henry, name the big offensive weapon. I just meant uh, in terms uh, of playing keep away. Uh, I just don't uh, think. No, that's... I, I know the 49ers have like three. The, even four good running backs. Uh, well, you uh, might not see Tevin Coleman. Well, right, but that, uh, then then there's Debo Samuel and, mm-hmm. and Kittle. And, Where did he come from? And South Carolina, University okay. of South Carolina, and uh, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Like the 49ers have a really good offense. And and yep. uh, my counterpoint to you is, you know, you don't like your the your your defense, Alan. You don't like your defense that that got after Aaron Rodgers, even though Green Bay's got one of the better offensive lines in the league. Well. 
I don't think Aaron Rodgers has the escape ability that Patrick Mahomes has. Or creativity. I, and I really don't think he throws as well on the run as Patrick Mahomes does, which is saying quite a bit because Aaron Rodgers is pretty good at throwing on the run. But um, I feel I feel good about the defensive line being able to put pressure on him. That, that's where I think the game is going to be decided right there. How I'm, much pressure can they get on Mahomes? I'm just worried it won't matter because he'll just throw it as far as he can and Tyreek Hill or Miko Hardman or – Dante Robinson is that that's the name? It's a Robinson, yeah. Yeah, uh, Demarcus Robinson, I think is actually Demarcus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of them will just run under it because they're faster than all of the 49ers' defensive backs. I, that's my biggest concern. Yeah. They're, 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 uh, just chuck yeah. it deep. I, I understand that, but I, I just think Mahomes is going to face a pass rush that he hasn't. Yeah, he certainly will. It's seen. the best pass rush you've seen, right? So, and, and, and you've seen that in Super Bowls past, the Giants against the. Eighteen and zero Patriots, and, and like that, that makes a huge impact in these games. And I, and I, I just think the Forty ers are the best team, or the, the in football and the better team here, obviously. So, and but I, if it comes down to quarterback play, and it's but it Patrick hasn't. Mahomes against the defensive line or Jimmy Garoppolo against the Chiefs defense, where do you fall? I like the 49ers against the Chiefs defense better than I do the Chiefs offense against the 49ers offense. I'm not sure I agree. I can't. I don't know that I have an answer there. It's I, The Chiefs are just so, so dangerous with uh, with him that it doesn't matter who they're playing, I think. I, I, don't know who can, also I don't know great, who can stop him. Also great play callers. Yeah, both of them. And at the same time, like, I love Shanahan's offense. I, I love it. I saw a little bit of it, you know, uh, throughout the year. I saw a different version of it with my team, and they run a much better version of it. It's a lot of fun, all that motion and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think what they might do is pull his open up his bag of tricks. Because if you watch them, they have crazy motions on mm-hmm. every play, and a lot of times weren't doing anything with them. It was just window dressing. Right. But now maybe you see some double reverse passes or you see some goofy stuff that could cause some – uh, some some splash plays and some big touchdowns or something that can make a difference. And I think the keep away factor, like Josh is talking about, with that running game, um, can also make a huge impact in the game by not but keep racking up the first downs and keep Patrick Mahomes and those guys off the field. So um, I think the 49ers are are the favorite. I, well, I don't know if they're the betting favorite officially, but uh, but yeah. I, I would I would favor them. Um and I I think they're going to win. So I mean I understand your concern, Alan. But but um you were concerned, I hope you're you, right. You were concerned about the Packers game too. And <laughs> I was the, concerned uh, about the Vikings. I was right. Concerned about, yeah. Yeah. I mean we're we're all concerned about our teams and the if 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 the Browns somehow ever got to this game in my lifetime, <laughs> which is a major question mark at this point. Um, I, I'd be concerned, and even if they were playing the worst team ever that somehow got into this, the little sisters of the poor in the Super Bowl, I, I'd be I'd be concerned about Sister Margaret or Sister Anne or someone getting loose on a pass or a run or something like that. So we're, we're, we're all concerned about our teams in these situations. How do you guys feel about these two teams' uh, long-term ability to continue returning or continue going deep into playoffs? Because I think it's like... If everything stays with the, the coaching Chiefs staff, better, the Chiefs are set up much better. They, well, they are. Well, as long as they have Mahomes, I think they're going to be fine. But um, as long as Shanahan, I really do think, as long as he's there and they, he can find the proper pieces and they can, you know, get Kitt, is Kittle signed to a long term deal, Not you know, yet. to get him signed. Right. Um, well, that, these that, are, that's that's where the problem is going to lie with the Niners. Right. Is you got to sign Kittle, 
You got to sign Buckner. Yeah. You got to sign these Armstead. defensive linemen, right? Yeah, you got to sign Bosa. That's point. always the obstacle is the money. Like how much money are, are the Chiefs going to have to pay Patrick Mahomes? I mean, it's yep. gonna, it, they're going to pay him probably fifty million a season almost. Uh, I don't. I, I to me, it's, I don't. Th- I think it would be totally worth it. Like whatever they're going to pay him, it will be worth it because he's going to get them to the AFC Championship game every year until he retires. And they should have won last year if if D Ford keeps his who's now with the 49ers, keeps his hand on side, mm-hmm. they, would, they would have won last year. Or yeah. they would have gone last year. So do you guys think this is the matchup the NFL wanted, the best offense against the best defense, or do you think they would have wanted, in the 100th season now, the <laughs> rematch of Super Bowl One with, with, with the Packers? Uh, you mean, you mean did the, is this the matchup the they wanted between... Is this the most ideal Super Bowl matchup that the NFL could have asked for? Period? Yes. Mm-hmm. No. No, they, they absolutely wanted Rodgers or Breeze in this game. Oh, I think they wanted Brady in this game. Well, aside yeah, but we, from... But we've seen that a hundred times, though. I, I think Brady riding off into the sunset in the NFL's know. 100th season as a Super Bowl champion would have been a well, pretty yeah. nice ending. I, I mean, I see what you're saying, but he won it last year, and he won it, you know... No, it was the 99th season. But it's that like... Cool. <laughs> t- 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 Tom, I, don't, I don't know that the NFL loves Tom Brady that much. Tom, I mean, and, he's always, and he's always in this game. Like, seeing him in the Super Bowl is like nothing new. It's like waking up on a Monday or a Tuesday. Yeah, so. I, I completely disagree with that. I think they wanted... I especially think they wanted Mahomes or Jackson in the Super Bowl, and I want, and I think they wanted to see Breeze or Rodgers because of who they are. That's fair. Yeah. So, so they, they didn't get what they wanted. I know they, they didn't wanted. want the Niners. I know that. Nobody well, cared. And you know the they Niners. want. You know they want the Chiefs to win this. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I would well, why, why do you say that? Because of Mahomes. Yeah. Because he is like he is like gonna. He's gonna be rise, the face of the NFL. Yeah. Rise up to a level that you know that Brady was previously. He, at. But even but you think it lost stops that or changes that or dings no. that at all? No. Because yeah. they'll, they'll they should be able to get back. Right. So so will they turn out the lights on the, on, on the, <laughs> if, the if the Chiefs are on losing? The Chiefs. Will Roger Goodell like order the lights to be pulled? Of course, like, yeah. Like he did of course. For, like he did for the Ravens uh, back in 2013. Oh yeah. And so. I want to th- let's go back to that because. Um, you weren't here uh, back. You weren't here at the News Post when that Super Bowl took place, and I I don't know anything about like your experience, what your experience was like watching that Super Bowl as a Forty ers fan. I spent a hundred and eighty dollars at an Applebee's. And what were you drinking? I ended up draft. We beer took or? shots for every score, and oh we were drinking God. beers throughout. Uh, and I ended up walking down one forty four, carrying a pitcher of beer in my hand, wearing oh my, my friend's army helmet. So it how wasn't much, a good time. <laughs> How much of that Super Bowl does Alan even remember? <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself, man? Jesus. It was awesome. You were you were young, much younger, See, younger than the young man. Yeah, I was, I was twenty one and twenty two. Do, you, do you remember there was a power outage in that game? <laughs> no, I remember the whole Dallin game. Alan blacked out. I, I remember. <laughs> right. I remember the whole game, and it was it was awesome. It was totally worth it. I, I like. I'm a I'm a good fan in the sense that like I don't. I don't care so much if we lose. Like yeah. it's just like a oh, okay, I'll just get drunk, whatever. No wait, <laughs> how did a drunk Allen re- react to the freaking non call of the pass interference at the end of that game? Not that bad. I mean, I call. I, like I, you weren't like swearing. Uh, you were, like, I did about I, to punch a hole through the wall. Swears, yeah, so right. I was. I was standing next to the manager of the Applebee's, and I did scream the f word, and he did like hit me. Like we, I knew the guy oh, pretty okay. well. We were kind of regulars, me and my dad. Uh, he kind of hit me against the back of the head, saying like you. Gotta Chill. stop. Right. <laughs> There's kids here. <laughs> you find that... Um, I wish we had video of this. This kind of happens to me in that when I, like, uh, I think it was a game earlier this year where I was just, like, pounding beers watching the game. It was, oh, it was the, it was the Vikings-Cowboys game because I think you guys were even texting with me and I was just, like, so involved in the game, <laughs> like, so drunk that, like, I, I couldn't pay attention to anything else. And I feel like that is the only time where I can just, I can just pound beers 
and not really like no lose idea my how, focus. Yep, you have no idea how quick you're drinking. Yeah, any of that. And you can yeah. still like remember everything that happens, yep. and you're still like hyper focused on the game. But any other time, if I ever drink beer like that, it is a bad scene, and I like fall. <laughs> I'll either fall asleep or. You know, uh, I well, don't remember what happened. Well, you're like emotionally invested yeah. in the Vikings game because the adrenaline, I right. guess, probably helps keep you. Yeah, the, the nerves, the adrenaline, all yeah. that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, if we only had video of Alan watching <laughs> Super Bowl, whatever it was, uh, um, back in 2000, wasn't my best moment, but it wasn't my worst. Yeah, who cares, man? You're a fanatic. That's what that's yeah. what that word is. I saw that Matt Lafleur was like, he was like upset that his team didn't have more fire against the 49ers, but this is the team that just got destroyed by the 49ers a month early. I mean, they knew it. They knew what was going to happen. Yeah, there's uh, not a great matchup for the Niners, I don't think. There's too much speed on the defensive line. I, I, I know the Packers have a good offensive line, but they're like kind of road grader-esque types aside from Bakhtiari. Like, Bakhtiari's pretty agile, but the rest are just kind of big push-forward types. Right. Um, they're not super agile, so I, I thought they were kind of overmatched there. Uh, yeah, I it, thought the it, Niners overmatched them. And the, and, the Pack, and the Packers knew they were overmatched, yeah. uh, and that's why they weren't like super fired up to get their butts kicked in this yeah. game. I was surprised. I know Rodgers didn't have a lot of time, but I was surprised to the, uh, to not see them take more shots downfield early in the game. Yeah, I was kind of that's thinking what, they might come out and be a little bit more aggressive than they were, and they didn't. They didn't do that. Maybe it's because he didn't have time, but it didn't even seem like they were trying to early. Do you, do you think this will be your feeling a week from now? Because we, we have two weeks to talk about this game, and we'll talk about it more next week, I'm sure. But you, like, is this going to be your feeling, or can your feelings change about this game over, over the course of these next two no, weeks? No, my feelings won't change till the game's over. Okay. Well, <laughs> now I'm definitely coming to your party and, 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 and checking out the scene here. So um, <clears throat> We can videotape them ourselves. Right, <laughs> exactly. And then post it on YouTube or... <laughs> Or the FMP. I'm sure it'll go viral or, because or those, that's what those videos do, right? For some reason they do. I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Or the, or, then, I'll, then I'll not have a job the next day. <laughs> cool. No, but you could, Alan could get paid if he gets enough clicks. Uh, you, YouTube, YouTube, might, star. YouTube might pay him. So, a <laughs> um, couple of other NFL topics of note uh, relating to quarterbacks and older quarterbacks. Philip Rivers is moving to Florida, so it looks like he's done with Phillip the. Philip Rivers. Yeah, it looks like he's done with the Chargers, uh, unless he wants to commute from Miami to uh, L.A. every day, like he was doing from San Diego to L.A. I know I wouldn't want to do that. Right, and then Tom Brady apparently is willing to talk to other teams, so so we could have two quarterbacks uh, on the yeah to, on, on the move. They only play for one team. Yeah, did you see Jason Lockenfora did a cool little story that was like, here's what could happen at quarterback for every team in the league this offseason season uh and friend of the show jason lockenforo of course yes he's been on more than once yeah and he has he has brady going to san diego he has what i suggest is going to happen teddy bridgewater going to new england wow yeah does he have anybody going to indianapolis he has them deciding between jacoby Brissett and maybe there's one other option i can't even remember did, who did he was. have rivers going anywhere did he have uh, retiring yeah he had rivers like eight eight in Tampa? kids Yes, that's where it was because Bruce Arians loves older quarterbacks. He had Jameis Winston going to Oakland and Derek Carr going to Washington, I think. Wow. Yeah. He had like all kinds of cool scenarios and it was just... Can that even happen? Derek Carr's not a free agent. No, I think it would. It, it would something would have to occur. Obviously, they, well, if they want, if they sign Jameis, they could trade. Yeah. They could trade Carr or right. something like that. So yeah, it was. Yeah. I can't remember the details. He he. Uh, That's the only one I think out. is just totally way out there because, as far as I know, they're still paying Alex Smith. They are. Yeah, and he's. I mean, and then you've got the rookie that you're paying. 
which isn't a huge contract. Right. But then you'd also be you'd be paying quite a bit of money to three quarterbacks. Um, I think Carr's contract. Yeah, it, Carr's yeah. contract was, was at one it one was point one, the most right. expensive in the. In the I league. don't know. You'd have to look it up on CBSSports.com or whatever. It was pretty cool. Uh, Jameis would be like a good fit in Oakland because there's such a up and down. That's franchise. what he says. Yeah, and and Jameis is such an up and down quarterback. Well, um, I think Gruden would probably love him too. That's what Lock and Forest said. Like he likes he to try to fix to, problems. Like seems him. very much like a Gruden guy. Yeah, I mean he threw 30 interceptions uh, this year, which is a lot. So I, I think it's the most in NFL history. Um, uh, interceptions, by the way, that's a, that's a stupid stat. They they really shouldn't. They like oh, how many times you give the ball to the other team is terrible. a dumb stat. <laughs> No, they shouldn't be credited against the quarterback. Like they should, they should be delineated between a, a, a an interception credited to a quarterback and an interception credited to a receiver. For example, the Cousins inter- interception against the Forty Nine ers to Richard, yeah. to Richard exactly. Sherman, where Thielen stopped the, on the route. Yeah, and again, I'll speak for my own team. Like this year, Cousins threw a really low number. Two or three of them went right through Diggs's hands to straight to a defender. It yeah. was, they're not they're not interceptions yeah. that were Kirk Cousins' tip, fault. Tip balls, and it doesn't like indicate. Right. And, like, when you look at a guy's stats at the end of the season, it says Kirk Cousins threw X amount of interceptions. It doesn't say he threw this one was tipped or this one wasn't his fault. So you would have to, you would think that with all these geeks who are crunching numbers these days, to break it out. Sure. Yeah. That's what I mean. But the ultimate thing is it was an interception. Right. Bottom line is, right. It's a turnover. Did you guys see that Richard Sherman and, uh, Darrell Revis were getting into it on uh, Twitter. I no. did. I very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, well, who's better or something? No, no, no. Well, it, it, Revis it, posted a photo of Sherman getting burnt by Devontae Adams on that deep pass late right. in the game. Yeah. And said something about him not not shadowing Devontae Adams the entire game. They always just keep him on the on the left side. Yeah. yeah. And he did shadow Devontae Adams for a couple plays at least. Did he? But uh, obviously Richard Sherman clapped back. And right. He's real. I mean, I don't know. I'm on. I'm on Sherman's side. I, just gotta, I just love him every time. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter what he said. I love him. Yeah. Uh, right, uh, here, here, here's the here's the tweet. You can make up handshake gate. I don't care. Yeah. Darrell yeah. Revis posts a picture of he's like of his own TV uh, showing a clip of this Adams catch on Richard Sherman. Uh, Revis goes fear of getting beat in man to man coverage every snap every play. The fact he doesn't travel as a cornerback is lame. Accept the challenge. Accept the challenge is the best, and shut Adams down the entire game. Do it for, do it for the game of football. Stop hiding in cover three zone. Jeez. And, and then Sherman comes back with, "I would go in. I would go in on this has been, but I have a Super Bowl to prepare for. Enjoy the view from the couch. Your ninth, your ninth year looked a lot different than this. I was just gonna say, how many years did Revis play, and how many years? What year is Sherman in? Sherman's in his ninth year. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I, I mean, Sherman is a Sherman is going to go down as a better cornerback than Darrell Revis. <laughs> right. I, I just he is Durrell, like Revis fell off. Like he yeah, had then a he went very, a Super Bowl. Very steep fall off. He did. It was really sudden, and did, he won a Super Bowl with the Patriots. You no, know, where he was in a Super Bowl with the Patriots, right? He was like a one and done mm, with New England. I don't know. He did. He was in a Super Bowl. Yeah, he was. Uh, but but then like right after that, I don't even know where the hell he went. Did he go back to New York, and then was I think like he was back with the Jets. He was a I shell believe. of himself. Yeah. Didn't he go to Tampa at some point? He, yeah, he he, right. Have. Yeah, he had some stops at the end of his career Buffalo. there where he was just hanging on for, for dear life. I, I don't think Buffalo, but Tampa and and the Jets and New England, I think, were his three teams. So uh, a couple of baseball topics I wanted to bring up. The MLB is not going to strip the Red Sox or the Astros of their titles and uh, any any issues with, any issues with that. I mean, I... 
we talked about this a little bit last week. Didn't yeah, I mean, we? it's like they 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 won. So if you take them away, it's yeah. like who won the two thousand. Yeah, everybody's World gonna. Series. Everybody's everybody knows. Everybody remembers who won it. You can't you can't take it. Away. I mean, taking it away would be kind of pointless. So. Right, and you can't replay it obviously, and you can't just so. give it to the Dodgers or whoever. So. Right. Oh, Alan, you are you good with that? Just not stripping those titles from those guys. Yeah, I just want to see more punishment for the players that were involved. That's all. How I really would you? About. How would you? Um, Eighty-two games. To, how, no, not not the not the punishment. I mean, I, that that's a good one. But uh, how would you determine who cheat? Like who deserves that? All of them. Like the whole everybody on the team. Everyone who was on the roster and is still on the team. Eighty-two. So you games. have a problem with that because they all cheated. They all participated right. in a cheating scandal. Yeah, I, it's I just like that. taking performance enhancing. But drugs. it was. But they did. It's probably it, worse. It all depends on how the whatever the investigation says about where the idea came from and whether or not the organization pushed it on the players. Because if they all listened. If you're in the organization, what are you going to do? Say like, there's no way to not say no. I'm not no, cheating. There's not. There's and no then like blow if, the horn. If that's what they do on every play, if they when they're stealing signs, like, and that's and they don't stop if you ask them to, like, I, I blow are, the horn. Yeah, the only person who had any that's courage was happening. Mike Fierce. Yeah, that won't happen. They're not going. They're not going to punish any players. I don't see that happening. And I think got, it was an organizational thing. And he got blowback too. Uh, uh, yeah, he, what he did was incredibly brave. Because right. this story gets no attention right. if he goes out and says that anonymously. Right. And yeah. then and then Jessica Mendoza. This is almost boat worthy. She she said, "Look, I'm very disappointed." That it yeah, came we talked out, about this it, last it, week. It came out this way. Yeah. And like, if it didn't come out, if it, if 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 he if uh, fears told a team and this yep. went to major league baseball this would have been no buried. No. Right. right and so the fact that he went to a journalist is how it got out and, and she by the way is a quasi by the mets she's a, well that but she's also a quasi journalist so right. because, you know what we can see what sides you're picking right. here and 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 I, and I don't like and we probably mentioned this before like how a rod could work for a team yeah. and a network she could work for a team and a network. i think she's a good analyst she is yeah uh, i'm not i'm not ripping her i'm ripping this take of hers but but not her as an analyst so yeah i'm ripping <laughs> anybody who works for teams and so also networks right i don't think yeah. that should be allowed no it should it shouldn't be uh so you're just saying the red Sox and astros don't the mets don't have Anyone involved, if they don't have a team this year, then that's the way it is, right, Alan? Is that, you is that play it? with AAA and Double A. Bring your guys up. You figure for out how to play. Season. You figure out how to play for eighty-two uh, games. You decided to cheat. Okay. All right. No, no. I mean, I, I, I think that's. I mean, and th- and that would be. I think that would be fair in terms of what they would get out of their season. You right. know what I mean? It would be a good punishment. Like, right. You sorry, got a World Series sorry. now. You're definitely not you're getting gonna lose one. fifty of these eighty right. games or sixty of these eighty games. Right. Other uh, baseball topic I wanted to bring up was that Rob Manfred announced that they're going to do robot umpires for spring training games uh, this year. That's fun. Um, They'll still have an umpire behind the plate, or um, I'm not not sure. I I did, I saw the headline. I did. <laughs> my my brother's going to kill me for this because I, di- I didn't dive into the story and don't have my particulars oh, all lined up here. Um, what were you doing? Did you, you didn't have anything else to do today? Come on. Exactly. Um, but. Josh, the former umpire, I mean, how would you feel about baseball eventually eliminating the human <laughs> element? Uh, uh, well, yeah, let's be, let's be completely <laughs> no, up front no, no, here. No, 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 I, I umpired like a 9, 10, no, 11, and 12-year-olds. Right. <laughs> no, I know, but but you have an appreciation for the job yeah. is my point. So, uh, Yeah, I don't like that. I like the I, I like the human element. I'm sorry. I think that, that, That's what I'm asking. Not, yeah. the, hey, Josh, the former Major League uh, <laughs> right. umpire, how, how do you feel about it? I don't think you can give this strictly to a computer uh 
you, and I don't think you could even have like challenges or anything like that. I'm going to challenge that that was a ball, you know? No, just leave it alone. Leave the human element involved. And then you can expand the use of replay and the use of computers and the use of uh, all of that stuff and other, and other facets yeah, of the game. use it to supplement the human yeah. element, not, not override it. That's too big of a part of the game. Alan? Well, I just really want to see the first manager freak out on the computer. Yeah. <laughs> Because you know it would happen, regardless of whether, regardless of the right. fact that it was a computer, it would definitely happen. And, and there's plenty computers of, have margins of error. And, and, yeah, right. I, they, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's going to be problems with the computer calling balls and strikes. Just like there's problems with human beings calling balls right. and strikes. So you're not going to make it a perfect system or eliminate all questionable calls. And I just want to see like. Who, who uh, Aaron Boone? I just want to see him just unload on like a computer screen and just yeah. Right you better not be able. To, the managers better not be able to get at those right. computers because they'll like take destroy them. I was going to say it's going to be amazing. There's no shortage of baseball bats around to, uh, <laughs> to, to, to harm a computer. So yeah, um, I don't mind. I I mean I'm I am of sort of the mindset that I prefer the human element, but I also don't really care. All right. Uh, NBA. Hold on, you didn't say where you stood. Uh, I am for the human element. Um, I, I, there's going to be issues with this. What, the computers break down; they malfunction. It's like if you want to get into a self-driving car. Well, like, what if that computer that runs that car has, has, has a problem? You're sort of in trouble. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, computers are good supplements. They're not good if they're running the entire world without any human involvement. I will say my opinion might change like after the World Series like it did last year where there was a brief period of time where I was all in on the robots. I just think it would it would take away like one like a great part of baseball and that is arguments between managers and umpires right? and players and umpires. I'd love to it's see one that of the stuff. the only interesting things baseball has going really, for like, it right when, now. Yeah, when when you actually see these the emotions come out in these guys, like that is one of my favorite parts of watching like, baseball. How kick, they haven't done kicking, like mic- kicking dirt on yeah, the umpires, right. stuff Earl like Weaver that. type yeah. stuff. How know? they haven't just mic'd up all of those and made that pay per view television? Yeah, is just insane yeah. We, to me. we talked about this I think last year during the All Star game when they mic'd up a player or something in the middle. They mic'd up players all throughout the yeah. game and talked to them. I'm like, why can't that happen every game? Like, that is so cool. Right. Um, that's the sort of stuff that baseball needs to be doing. It Just in the, and implement that in the and regular show season. the good Sh- stuff. Exactly. I can't stand when they mic up these NFL players. Oh, my and God. It's just like, let's go, guys. Let's go. Yeah, I think I even <laughs> tweeted about that. Like, how many, how many, what percentage of comments through Monday Night Football's mic'd up sessions were just, let's go, right. let's go. Like, such stupid oh, crap. The like, problem is on. they know they're mic'd up. <laughs> yeah. so, so everything's going to be... Oh, and the uh, one time, and the one time they had somebody say something was Darnold, good, and and they got they got they ripped got for, it. for it. Yeah, right. was Darnold said like I'm seeing ghosts or something against yeah. the Patriots. Right. Oh, concussion, which yeah. is which is oh, no, <laughs> which is great. Like that's great insight into like what's happening. Absolutely, if somebody can explain that to the viewers. Yeah, it wasn't like, that it wasn't what? that he was concussed. It was that he just like he was so confused by the defense that yeah. he said I'm seeing but ghosts. I'm, I'm seeing sure, things but I'm, that I'm aren't sure there. someone would anticipate who's got a head injury. He's, he's seeing things. So right. Why is he in the game? So, right. I mean in this outrage society that we uh, live in. So um, some people might be uh, listening to this too late, but Zion Williamson debuts uh, tonight, uh, Wednesday, uh, for the Pelicans. So I'm not, sure what, to, I'm not sure what to expect uh, from, from Zion. Expect uh, an injury. In, 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 <laughs> probably every right. time he steps on the court, you can probably expect an injury. Everyone says he's in good shape. Uh, I, I, think he, I think he'll be a good NBA player, but again, I, I think injuries are going to be yeah. the thing that really – diminishes his career uh in, in some level i i let's mention though that jay morant is awesome 
He is so fun to watch. Like that guy is like my favorite player. I don't even watch. I I haven't watched any of his games. I see his clips all the time, and like he is already he's like easily my favorite player in the NBA. I, uh, yeah, the one alley oop where he's like reaching way behind his. I want to see him in the dunk contest so bad. And I think he's I think he's either committed to it or he's rumored for it or he's been asked to be in it. I want to see him in the dunk contest so so bad. Yeah. The, the dunk contest could be ridiculously like say LeBron ever did the dunk contest and Zion and Dwight Howard's going to be in it this year and Jay um, Morant. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it would be like must see television. Yeah. Um and, but most guys don't want to do it because they're scared of the pressure if, if if they don't win like that's why lebron hasn't done it if he doesn't win he's gonna get killed i don't like, remember greg when we were like when we were young and like jordan and spud webb and yeah. dominique and kenny walker all those guys were winning Skywalker. do you remember now i didn't get to watch a lot of those because you didn't have cable i didn't have cable but uh did they get do-overs yeah okay they, they did they could miss a dunk and then right. try again right so you could be seeing like i i forget if these were the first attempts on all these great memorable right, all legendary the, yeah exactly dunks. like all the ones i've seen like jordan there's amazing dunks and dominique yeah. like I, and I, even vince carter I like i can't remember if they missed some of them i'm sure were first attempts but yeah. but maybe not all of them so because because they don't show they don't show the misses that might right. have preceded some of these dunks so that's the part that's the thing that i don't like about the dunk contest i will admit like even if i don't know the guys i will tune in just because i think it's cool and i just remember it as nostalgia from being a kid and seeing that um and but what bothers me is that they could miss like three in a row, like they're on a clock right. or something, aren't they? Yeah, yeah they are. And that's just kind of lame. The, the the Jordan free throw line dunk, which is probably the most famous dunk contest dunk. I think I don't think he missed. I don't think he missed. I, I, right. I um, it's sort of weird now as like a dunk. I kind of wish they just didn't do it every single year because now there's been so much done that you're just like, what can these what guys can, do? How can they up the ante? And right? it loses some of its like impressiveness, even though I know like what they're doing is like able to be done by maybe three people <laughs> on earth. It's it's sort of it's weird that something so incredible has lost its kind of it has, luster. But I think you still do. It, see, it, it, it's the names though. The stars. If the stars did it, everyone would watch. But but the, it's hard to get stars to do this. Yeah, thing, but what could LeBron so. James do that would impress us? Well, have you seen some of his warm-up dunks? Like, his warm-up dunks would be, like, slam dunk winning dunks. <laughs> <laughs> like, throwing it off the backboard between his legs. Like he does this would. Stuff. Like, people do that all the time in the dunk contest. No, to your point, I, I, I see your point. Like, yeah, I mean, how much more how can much be more done, that we, have, be that, done? We, that we haven't seen? Cool. I, I understand will, your point. Will we ever see Zion in a dunk championship just I, because I of the risk so. of him, like, breaking his hand or, like, twisting his ankle or, like, breaking his leg or, or something? Or shattering a backboard? Yeah. Like, well, like, how would he not? How would he not be in a dunk contest? I, I would hope. Career? I would hope. I would hope he would be in it this year. Especially <laughs> since, like, didn't he make his name in high school as like a right. highlight, highlight real dunks? Yeah, no right. one knew if he could actually play basketball. Right. He was just kind of a dunker. Right. Yeah, it was a YouTube. It was a YouTube sensation for his dunking ability. You know, a guy yeah. this big that could jump that high and throw down the dunks that he that he did. So. Uh, I'm gonna risk uh, making it sound like horrible people. All sound like horrible people here. But did you guys see that Kobe Bryant said that Diana Taurasi, Elena Deladon, and Maya Moore could play in the NBA right now? They could play like they could play and be credible players in in, in the NBA. <laughs> you want me to comment on that? Right. Uh, but okay, here's what I'll say: If Kobe Bryant says that, it's true. Okay. Hard to doubt him, right? I guess. Right. That's okay. yeah. all right. Okay. I'm not talking about that. Okay. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I mean. I'm setting us up to potentially all sound like horrible but people. But what do you think? So, 
Um, no, I don't think they could play in the NBA. I Do think, you want to expound on that? No. I think the... <laughs> it was a great, great topic, huh? I think the one, the one who would play the best would be Maya Moore. Why, why do you say that, Alan? I think she's the most athletic of the bunch. And okay. I'm, I'm just not sure the other two are fast enough. I think I would agree with that assessment. But, but I do know slow people who have succeeded in the NBA, so by all means, Diana Taurasi and Elena Deladon could. Okay. I mean, I think they're smart enough players, certainly those other two, to mm-hmm. know what their role is and, and you know, contribute in, in a game. I don't know that they would be that good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how good they'd be. Yeah, right. And that, that, that's my. That's and they'd my have to con- play that, a totally different. Well, that, that's my concern. Tarasi I'm not and sure Maya how good would, they would be. but Deladon might have to play a different position. But yeah, they, absolutely. Because she's she's large, She's a tall woman, but right. she wouldn't be quite. They're, as tall they're just, they're just smaller, physical human beings than most of the players in the NBA. So that that's why I think it wouldn't work. Yeah. It has nothing to do with their talent or ability. So, but fun topic. I'm glad. Is, I'm, I'm glad. I didn't hear that. I'm glad I brought it up. So. Um, I don't know the most fun topic. We spend less than two minutes. I have right. a, I have a good one that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna broach with you guys in a couple minutes. I no, think it'd ahead. be fun. Go ahead, well, I'm, it's gonna it's gonna uh, go along with I'm my just, good I'm, look. I'm, I'm, okay, go ahead because I don't have a bad look. I don't have a okay. bad look for the. Well, week. this is absolutely not sports related, and this is why I think it's so fun because I I just I like to do this occasionally. I sent Greg a photo. It's a PG thirteen photo of Tiffany Thiessen the other oh, day okay. that I saw on Twitter. Okay, she's always a good look, Josh. Uh yeah. A great photo of her, and as I was talking about nostalgia earlier, she makes me, you know, remember adolescence, you know, and <laughs> and having a celebrity crush. They're they're doing a Saved by the Bell reboot. I will watch way. that. Yeah. And and I did I did actually wrote a column this week, and one of the things that I addressed in this column was whether I had a celebrity crush when I was a kid, and I did. I had several. She was probably one of them. I didn't mention her. Cindy Crawford was one. Okay. Okay, I mentioned um, I was a huge Steffi Groff fan. Like when I first became a sports fan, she was like the it girl in tennis, and you know I liked to watch her play tennis. And then I mentioned Nancy Kerrigan. That could not have sounded creepier. Yeah. I, hey, look, she's like way older than me, so I can't be a creep. You know, talking about <laughs> Steffi Groff. Good for Andre Agassi. Yeah. Um, but uh, another one was Nancy Kerrigan. I was like obsessed with her during that whole. That whole crazy scandal, right? Right. Well, that propelled... I mean, no one... Her fame rocketed because of that scandal. I mean, she's an excellent Olympic-level gold medal figure skater, but, like, her name... Was gold there for a little while. Was times 10 because of that scandal. It would have never reached... She would have never reached her heights of fame without that scandal. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I probably would not have had a crush on her as a... How old was I? Nineteen ninety four. Sixteen. You would have watched that Olympics, and then she would have been right. Forgotten exactly. But I wanted to ask you guys if you had any like major like ones that come to mind like right off the bat. Another one that I had was uh, Terry Hatcher, who played in. Um, uh, you, yeah, you, this is long before you would have been paying what, attention what, to television. Wayne Carter, who we both know that, that that's he, in that uh, that Superman Lois Jeff, and Clark. Lois yeah, and Clark. she played yeah, Lois right. Lane and. Yep. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I I was in love with her. But anyway, uh, I wanted to ask you guys Mine if you had like big was celebrity Miss crushes. Elizabeth. No, that's a great one. I yeah. thought she was the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen. Didn't he, didn't they call her the beautiful Miss Elizabeth? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yes. Well, we'll have to pull up the mean <laughs> Jean. Jean. Mean Jean. <laughs> mean Jean later tonight. He creeped so. on. He creeped on Elizabeth big time. <laughs> right, and like that was great. There were a couple were like savages. Like, hey, Jean, what, what, yeah. what, what are you? What are you? What are you doing there? Buddy? Yeah, that stuff was Talking real. Like that. that stuff so. was like Randy Savage was seriously as paranoid as anyone I've ever heard about people creeping on 
Miss Elizabeth. Wow. Because they had a real marriage and it fell apart. And Was her name really Elizabeth? I think so, yeah. Okay. I think it fell apart uh, dating, in part because of Hulk Hogan. She was dating Lex Jeez. Luger at the time she yeah, died, right? Yeah, she, she ended up dating Lex Luger. They were both really into drugs. She had an overdose. Uh, what a, like That, like, killed, like, that tore Randy apart, apparently. Man. There's a really great documentary that Vice does called uh, The Dark Side of the Ring, and they did one specifically on Queen Ooh, or Miss we'll Elizabeth, which up. was great. One of mine would certainly be Tiffany Thiessen, because I never watched... Um, Beverly Hills 90210 until she was on do the yourself, show. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, if you ever right. did, you need to do yourself a favor. Right. No, she's the reason why I yeah. started watching that show. And other is Suzanne Somers. Um, oh, Chrissy from Three's yeah. Company? Yeah, right. I literally just saw her on and, a magazine and, cover. And, and, step by, and Step by Step. Oh, yes. Uh, she was in she the mom. Sit, sitcom, too. Smoking. Dude, hot, I saw so. her. I was at the grocery store just the other day. I'm in line. You know, I had to have this magazines right there. And it, there was a picture of her on the cover of whatever magazine it was. And I was like, I was like, oh, my God, who is that? I said, is that, De- I thought it was Debbie Gibson, like yeah. the 1980s pop star. Right. And then I looked closer and it was, it was Suzanne Summers. And I was like, good Lord. I was like, what plastic surgery can do for these people? Like I said, she still looks like Chrissy. And this woman in front of me was like 60 some. She's like, there's no way you're old enough to remember who, who Chrissy was on three's company. And I was like, we used to watch reruns of that. Like that was well, always that on. That was a late 70s, early 80s yeah. show when it was in its height. So we, but, but we, 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 we got were, to see reruns we were, of it. Right, exactly. It was always on like Channel 5, I remember, when I got home from school at like 4.30 <clears> or right. something. Right. And it, it used to be on TV land. It, it, it's a surprisingly oh, yeah, it's great. Good, good, good show. Hilarious. Uh, right. Very, very inappropriate. Like lots of sexual innuendo. Lots oh, of. This was uh, at a time like, oh my gosh, a man is living with a exactly. woman. Exactly. So. Yeah. yeah. And not only that, but like, remember and, they and, thought and he was not married, right? He, he acted like he was gay, and Mr. To, Roper to, to, lay, to, to live there, he right. acted like he was gay. So it's a great show, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, she'd be another one, uh, Lori Lori Lachlan, um, uh, yeah, Sam Becky. So right. So um, no athletes. Either of you? Uh, well, Miss Elizabeth uh, doesn't really qualify as an athlete, but were there any athletes mixed in hmm. there? I sort of like Monica. I sort of like Monica Sellis. Okay. Uh, Steph, Steffi, I, I I agree with your take on on her. Jenny Finch. Yeah. Okay. Right. She's still beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And incredibly talented. And incredibly talented. Yeah. Yep. She's probably the best softball player I've ever seen. Um, who are we throwing on the boat this week? Uh, well, yeah, I had a, just a group of people, and they're journalists. Thank <laughs> if you. Really you. Wanna, if you really want to call, if you really want to call them journalists, it's these. I mentioned to you guys in the text. I think it's these people who. Uh, who come up with these? I guess they're told that they have to come up with these redrafts. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, this is not this what, what we're talking going. about. We yeah, do, we I, do, could... I do know what you're talking about now. All right. Well, you know, you see these things online. It's like, let's redraft the 2019 NFL draft. And you, they send players that were, you know, I guess to better fits or something. It's complete. It's, it's, it's revisionist. It's completely pointless. I don't understand why anybody would read it, much less write it. Um, so if anybody's ever. They long for what could have been. But it's oversaturation, man. This is a perfect example of like how much over coverage there is of professional sports when you have people who are devoting time to revising drafts that took place that things that will never happen. They, right. it, it makes no well, sense. To we, do it. we have the 24 seven cycle to fill. I mean, we, we have a paper to fill put yeah. out every day. We have all these networks. 20, yeah. 24 people have to look sport busy. Networks. Yeah. Right. So that's who I was going to throw on. That's a member of the media. Did you want to throw on one person in particular that we no, were discussing earlier? No, it's another earlier? group. It's another group. Okay, uh, well, you um, really go for I, it. I cannot stand the fact that journalists vote for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'm, I'm throwing Alan's going where I was going. I'm throwing them all on the bus. I think Greg's going to have a specific one. I'm throwing them all uh, because I I just 
First of all, there's a lot of journalists who are probably Hall of Fame voters who didn't watch the people they're voting exactly. on. Exactly. Uh, so I don't know how you can justify other than just looking at the stats, and I don't think that paints the entire picture. And also, I, I just I don't think me being in press boxes and having watched uh, I I'm, and, I know where you're going and having yeah. watched a journalist like watch the game. Yes, I don't think they know what they're I, talking I about. I 100 percent agree with that. And the, the reason what I'm, what I'm going to say is like one word that has always made me cringe. Whenever I hear it from people who are talking about us or emailing us or whatever it is about people in the media, they call us experts. We're not. I I have never. Cons- I said I've always told people, please do not ever call me an expert on anything because I'm not an expert on sports. At I all. enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy watching it, and I think most of the journalists probably do. I wouldn't consider any of them to be experts. There's I completely a, there's agree a with that. There's a reason every major network <clears throat> is hiring former players to be analysts because yep. those are the experts. There are a couple. Tom Verducci is probably an expert. Maybe. But there aren't many. But you know how you know how Tom Verducci became an expert talking to players by talking much. to hundreds yeah. of hundreds and, and, and hundreds did, of actual experts. And he did go through a, the, the Blue Jays invited them to participate as a player in, in in a spring training just for the experience and to write about it and stuff like that. I I think there's a middle ground to what you're saying. Yes, these sports writers they've never played before. They're not true quote unquote experts. But I think a lot of players go to the "Hey, bro, you didn't play" card uh, far too often. No, too, I agree with that too. Too often. So I think there's a middle ground between yes, these guys didn't play. They're they're, they're not the most knowledgeable people, like you're saying, Alan. I don't but, think they're but, great but, evaluators of talent. Okay, that, that, I, I understand. But but the, but I think it's too easily is like the you didn't play card. I don't think it's fair right. either because people like us can talk intelligently about this right. stuff without ever having played. Absolutely, so. and I'm not I'm not trying to disparage <clears throat> the fact that they didn't play. I don't think that's a a precursor to being an expert, but have you ever sat down and talked to scouts? Right. Like, have you ever actually evaluated talent? Um, and I don't think most of them have, judging on, like, the press boxes I've been in the people that I've seen. Uh, so, I mean, I think there's probably some qualified voters, but I would I would ra- rather see, like, players <clears throat> vote people in, other, scouts. Other Hall of Famers. Yeah. Right. Along those lines, I'm throwing the guy that didn't vote. For, <laughs> Josh is going to disagree with me on this, um, but... Maybe not disagree in principle, but but just to disagree about the action itself. The guy that didn't vote for Derek Jeter to go in the Hall of Fame unanimously. It's like, really, dude? Like, Derek Jeter is in a Hall of Famer? Like, all those, that Yankees run in the 90s and early 2000s, how many years was he the Yankees' first or second best player? You have all the iconic plays, the dive into the stands, the flip home against <laughs> Oakland, just, just, just all these plays. I uh, never got in trouble off the field despite living in New York and, and, and all the pressure of being the superstar there. I mean, re- the guy, you have to think about whether the guy's a Hall of Famer. He, no, he's a, hall, he's a Hall of Famer. So you, so this guy's going into business for himself. He's trying to make a point or a stand or attract attention, even though no one knows who he is because the vote's anonymous. And if this guy had to put his name on, on the vote, would he have voted for Derek Teeter to go into the Hall of Fame? My answer, I think, you can, yes. Yeah, you can... I guess decide if you want your votes to be made public, uh, and a lot of, not a lot of those guys do it. Um, I don't know. I just think it's hilarious. Like I, that's what I. Yeah. I don't. I don't my, take my, this my, very my, seriously. My take had nothing to do with Derek Jeter. And oh wow, he didn't go any. Yeah, big whoop. Right. Yeah. Sorry, your life isn't 
but completely I, perfect. I but. do have a question here. If you are the writer and you are asked to give a justification, which you probably should be asked to give a justification for why somebody should be in or shouldn't, shouldn't be in. I, don't wonder, I doubt they are. What is the justification for leaving Derek Jeter out? I think I think what I, what I suspect is that if somebody unless, saw Ken Griffey Jr. wasn't unanimous. Well, that's true, Jeter too. Jeter couldn't be. Yeah, no, Jeter's not the only one. I'm, right. I'm a, but these guys that don't vote for these guys unanimously, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I have to see how many. I had to see who he voted for. Right. I would have to see who else he voted for because my point was maybe this guy was like, hey, look, I know Jeter's getting in. I don't need to vote for him. He's getting in. I'll throw my votes to guys who need more help. That, that, that's, a, that's a fair point. Possibly. But I don't, but I don't know how right. it all works. They, they, should, they should have to put their name on their votes and that would eliminate all this stuff because I think the guy would have voted Derek Jeter in the Hall of Fame if, he had to, if his name, <clears> if his name was on it. Right. And they say, look, you didn't vote for Derek Jeter. These yeah. guys that put their names on on this stuff, the, the voting would be a lot. Different, yeah, but I think. but the outrage is what makes me laugh. Like, come yeah. on, people, who gives a crap? Yeah, I know he he got he he got it he got in. Yeah, but but a landslide. It and, was surprising and it was funny. Yeah, and it was kind of objectively probably incorrect. But a hundred percent, right? But, I, but like, I also don't care. But like, like maybe you know, I hope me. it was yeah. like I hope it was a situation where the guy got screwed by Jeter on something. Like maybe Jeter wouldn't talk to him about something, or he gave <laughs> or like he well, Jeter never talked to anybody about anything. But like he had like he maybe had like a personal problem with the guy, and he was just like, you know what, forget him. I'm not voting for him. Like I hope that's I hope it was a grudge. Right? Yeah. I mean, I I didn't lose a wink of sleep over this. This this didn't. My day didn't suffer one iota because Derek Jeter didn't but get people in unanimously. Did. Absolutely, people get so cra- crazy <clears throat> right. about this stuff. Now, what, now I wanted to ask you guys what you thought um, about the numbers that you saw next to Bonds's names, name and Clemens' name. I think they both got like sixty percent. I think it was both their eighth year on the ballot, and I think they get ten years. Okay, they're on the ballot for ten years, and if they don't get in, then it becomes much more difficult for them to get in. I think I'm right on that, right? I you, thought the time the, frame was longer, like, but I'm goes, not sure. Then it, it goes, goes to the Veterans Committee. Yeah, it goes and, to the committee. And, right. A different committee. And those guys aren't going to vote right. those guys in because they're going to say these guys cheated in Bonds and Clemens before they ever took a steroid were, were Hall of Fame right. players, so, in my opinion. 100% agree yeah. with that. My question to you guys is whether you think like it's a concerted effort on the voters' part to say, you know what, they're, we're going to vote them in. But they're going to have to wait until that last the ninth year, hour, yeah, 11th the tenth, hour. the tenth year, the last year that they're eligible on our va- on our ballots. We'll put them in. Do you think I, that's what's going to happen? I, I could see some of that going on for sure. I could see some people saying, "Oh, never, we'll never vote for them." Sure, and like take this. We'll show them we're, we're not putting you in the Hall of Fame. So that ridiculous sentiment. Uh, but what you say is that's a good point. I had I never thought of it that way. That they're making them suffer by right. making them wait as long as and, possible, right? But they'll eventually go in like they deserve to go in. So it's it's ridiculous that Mariano Rivera is the only unanimous Hall of Famer. Like Ken Griffey Jr., that guy's a slam dunk Hall of Fame. There have been so yeah. many slam dunk Hall of Famers. How is Rivera the only unanimous one? Right. So, um. So yeah, the guy that um. Whoever it was, he could go for people to stay or leave the boat or whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw him a life, life preserver immediately. Right? Okay. I Josh, have no, I have no problem with him. Josh will, <laughs> Josh will save him from the sharks. Yeah. So, um, all right, uh, seen or to be seen. Um, I had a movie that I've been dying to see that I finally saw on Monday night. I got to see. Um, uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood. I was gonna ask if you ever saw that. I did. I finally rented that. I you rented I it. I loved it. I rented it on Redbox. Yeah. Do you ever get you? You do never people, get. Do people do that? They do. You don't ever do Redbox. <laughs> to I, see I, current movies, that's how I get to see most did, of them. How do you and Becky watch movies? Uh, we just stream them illegally. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you, you could do that too. 
How dare you? No, uh, it was Tarantino. It was uh, it was awesome. I don't really. I'm not a film critic. Uh, I just know that whenever he makes a movie, I see it, and there isn't a second that I don't regret that decision. What's I your, just fa- what's love your favorite him. Tarantino movie? You're making me pick a favorite. Yeah. Good God. Uh, like choosing between it's either Inglorious Bastards or Django or Pulp Fiction. It's one of those three. This one doesn't crack the top three. Probably not. I, mean, I have to watch it again. Um, and then uh, and then the Kill Bills are both up. To, I, I don't know. I, I, it's so hard for me to pick. Uh, but this is it's really long, so I, it gets it gets it gets slammed probably for being a little too long. It's two hour and forty minutes. But you know, Brad Pitt is is amazing in it. DiCaprio is is as good as he ever has been, and uh, lots of lots of um, lots of craziness that ensues in, at the very end of the movie, as as often happens with uh, Tarantino flick. So. Definitely worth your two hours and 40 minutes. Alan? Uh, Josh, you are going to hate this. Okay. But I implore you to watch it. Give it a chance. It is a uh, Netflix docuseries called Cheer. It's, I know what you're talking about, yeah. It's about a cheerleading yeah. team, uh, Navarro Community College. Like the best one in the country, right? Yeah, and it is very similar to Last Chance U, oh, but man. with cheerleading. Males and, it, and females, right? Yep, and it is so much better than Last Chance U. Um, the stories they tell of the people on this team are just absolutely phenomenal. Mm. They really are. The stories they tell are just tremendous. They talk about identity, and these people have really terrible backgrounds, and, and they'll do anything for their coach. And, and the thing that I took away the most is we talk about Last Chance U, and we've seen the two coaches that have been spotlighted, and – they sell you on this promise of we'll give you a second chance for you to make you the best person, even though those coaches constantly treat those players like garbage. And it doesn't really ever seem like they're actually looking out for them. It just looks like they're out for themselves. And the first time they screw up under on their second chance, they're tossed away in the garbage right. again. Um, this coach, you can tell from the very first episode to the very end that she absolutely cares for these for these athletes absolutely wants them to do the best that they can, um, wants them to succeed, pushes them to get better, but doesn't degrade them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she really gets the best out of her athletes. Now, I I have some questions about, like, the drama that they build up because this team is so good. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really a terrific look into into some of what these athletes go through and what they have such different stories. Like, one is a all-star, been a, like influencer cheerleader has like a million followers on Mm. instagram she's been on like magazines Mm -hmm. and things like that and her parents are just like trying to suck every dollar they can Mm. out of their daughter while she's so she's dealing with like being too famous as a cheerleader which is an odd thing to grapple with yeah there's another who was basically cast off by her family and lived in a trailer through high school by herself with her brother, and then eventually her grandparents had to bring her in, and she's not the best cheerleader. She's mm-hmm. not really, like, nobody expected she would be really a focal point of the team. She ends up being the centerpiece of the team oh, wow. by the end of it, and it's just because she's so willing to go to the ends of the earth to earn love from her coach, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just really, really great storylines throughout. Are there any, um, well, one of the great things about those Last Chance you um series is that you just start to hate these these coaches like they're just eminently hateable people you don't hate anybody i was gonna ask you is there any bad guy there's there's one there's one cheerleader male cheerleader who is insanely talented 
and kind of lets it go to his head. And for a brief period of time, you start to dislike him, and she gets him back on the right track, and oh, he ends right. up being kind of huh. likable again. It, it, I really came away finding it hard to hate anybody. Right? Did you watch the Aaron Hernandez? I uh, did. I just uh, watched uh, that. Also, watch ter- also yeah. terrific. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we both watched that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little, little odd how far they went to make it about homosexuality. I don't think that they went far. I think that they seem to make that kind of a focal. Yeah, point. but but why do you think they did? They're they're in the business of making a movie, like, yeah, and that's I, that's a that's a salacious thing. And if you and if you have to remember, a lot of people that I know didn't know that. Like, I read tons of stuff about Aaron Hernandez. I read all of Dan Wetzel's reporting. I knew that. Like, so it wasn't shocking to me, but what I was seeing on social media was like, oh my God, he was bisexual. Nobody knew it. So that's another reason why they probably did it. Because if you remember what happened, like he got convicted, he went to jail. People stopped talking about him. People Mm -hmm. forgot about him. That story probably sort of got pushed down. And um, I would, I I would imagine that probably played into why they chose to um, make it such a big part of the series. But anyway, Greg, you haven't seen it yet? Uh, I have not seen it yet, but uh, to Alan's point, I, like, it'll be nice to get to a day where this is not such a big deal, like people's sexual orientation is not such a big deal. Like, I think the 49ers have a female coach, right, who's yep. who's, who's openly, openly gay, gay, and there have been stories this week, oh, she'll be the first woman openly gay. Yeah, once uh, you break down all the firsts, you'll be able to go forward. <clears throat> coach, I mean, it's like, okay, but it's like it's 2020, we've been dealing with this sort of stuff for a long time now or this has been out in the open for a long time now like is it still such a big deal it's like oh my god it's a, a woman mm-hmm. a, a gay woman is going to coach in the super bowl it's i think like, that's beneficial for all the young girls who have a desire to play or coach yes i see the point i see the value in it but i I, I, I I see the point like you're, you're showing these young girls right. that it is possible for you to reach but i'm the, with you in wishing these that levels. it didn't have to be a story right but right like, exactly was like, the like, norm. like like is it a story because she's because of her or is it a story just because she's the first to do this and it, it, to your point it would be better if it was the story if she earned the story not not the fact what whatever her particulars uh, are um i'm gonna i'm gonna go a little local with uh, my scene or to be seen it's uh the retirement of doug williams is as catoctin high school's football head coach uh coached there for 29 years uh 42 years in, in high school football overall uh, no one, I, I can't think of one person that ever had a bad word to say about the guy. Just, just a remarkable career. The, the impact he made on, on his young players, uh, not just at, during games and during practices, but after they graduated too. I mean, most speak glowingly about how Doug Williams shaped them, his players and, and, and people, uh, uh, and equipped them for later in life one long after they graduated from, uh, Catoctin. So it'll, it'll be different ne- next year, not, not having someone like Doug around, I, I never had it. I always had pleasant uh, interactions with him. I, I hope to have him on my podcast, The Final Score, uh, this week. He's been, so, he's been on it before. Right, he, was on, he was just on a couple of weeks ago talking about a state championship, but I hope to have him on again to talk about uh, the decision uh, that went into his uh, retirement and stepping away from something he's done so long. So, And he's in the very, very bottom percentage of athletes and or coaches who leave slash retire on top on top right just want to stay tight so cool so and he did he did all his coaching while raising a huge family he's got nine kids so he credits his wife susan Damn, for, for, for his own for, football team right he's, he credits his wife he and his susan. wife and his nine children that's 11 yep you know that's that's one side of the ball yeah he, he credits his wife susan for shouldering a lot of the load in in uh and raising the family of course but 
But the guy has never known a free moment in his life, it would seem, with nine kids and then all the responsibilities that come along with being a football head coach and, and a teacher. teacher yeah. uh, he'll retire from teaching as a phys ed teacher at Catoctin uh, this June. And then uh, he's gonna. he said he's going to do something else, but he doesn't know what that next chapter is yet. So You can uh, find out maybe con, when con, you talk right. to him. Congratulations. Uh, I don't think he knows yet, but uh, congratulations, Coach Williams. And it was a pleasure working with you and covering your teams. And that is my scene or to be seen for the week. Will the stadium be named after him? It should be. Well, it should be. Something there should be, whether it's the field or the press box it, or whatever. I'm trying to remember. They did run Angle Court. At Middletown, yep. right? Yep. They have. Uh, they also have Tim Ambrose has the press box named after him at Middletown. Say, what do they have at Jack Griffin? Doesn't TJ have something. Jack Griffin has the press box at Frederick. Uh, I've seen, I've seen a, Chuck I, Foreman Field. In a couple of small cases, I've seen the field named a, a football field named after a coach Gettysburg College. It's Shirk Field at Musselman Stadium. So I have seen instances where they've named the field after him. He he should certainly get something named after him in the stadium, whether it's the field, the press box, yeah, the stadium nice. name, something. So I saw it was like maybe 48 hours after he announced he was, he was retiring. Somebody it was like one of the local liquor stores, put it up in a sign, like just uh, they're putting their sign up on, in town saying to mm. name it after him. So it yeah, like, it, it, it shows already you, some people it, saying it, it showed, and it, the fact that it happened so quickly after he right. made his announcement shows you what sort of impact he had for three decades in, in the, in the little area of uh, Thurmont. So, do we miss anything, guys? That's it. It's all for me. All right. I think we, we all have places to go and people to see, and we will be back next week, and we'll see if Alan's feelings have changed at all about his 49ers in the Super Bowl. So, thanks for listening. Just another sports podcast.